Hey, Mitch, you ready to talk about 30 caliber? Always. All right. So we are in Chapter 9 of Modern Advancements, Volume 1, uh, Rise of the 30 caliber. And uh, this, this chapter has got an interesting historical perspective. Um, it was, I don't know how long before this book, a few years anyway, that I had an article called What's Wrong with 30 caliber? Yeah, it says five years. Because okay. it says fast forward five years to present time, which ironically is much more than five years ago now. Right. It's been <laughs> about five years since the book yeah. now. So, yeah, going back about 10 years ago, there was an article called What's Wrong with 30 Caliber? And um, the, the punchline of that was based, the answer was the uh, 30 caliber bullets. There weren't very many well-designed heavy for caliber bullets in 30 cal. You know, 190s were considered heavy and 220s were, you know, extremely heavy. And there was a 240 SMK, but I don't really know anyone that used it. It was considered ridiculous. It had an insane bearing surface with a really blunt nose. I mean, right. I, I'm, I think you can still buy them. I mean, it's still a commercially available bullet. It's just a very awkward bullet by today's standards. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, made to be Sammy length and even the most restrictive length constraints. So... Um, it was really kind of handicapped the area of heavy 30 caliber bullets. And so, um, yeah, this chapter, which is five years after that article, uh, is talking like historically what was wrong with 30 caliber. And a few of the bullet points there talk about the um, form factors of 30 caliber bullets. You know, they weren't that great. Um, you know, there weren't many, especially heavy 30 caliber bullets that had form factors less than one. Yeah. And, you know, for long range bullets, we want to, we want to see form factors about 10% better than that. So around 0.9 is where a bunch of the successful long range bullets are clustered in terms of drag and form factor. Yeah. And, and really that, that time period and probably why you, you wrote the articles when, you know, six millimeters and six fives and seven millimeters are really kind of taking over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, taken over in, you know, due to performance, you know, yep. the velocities they were getting with the BCs that they had. And when you ran those numbers compared to like the 220 and 240 SMKs, of course, why would you shoot those bullets? You're just getting more recoil and really not a lot more performance. Yeah. Um, so I think part of this, the, the perspective that we've got to foster along here is what is heavy for caliber in terms of scaling a bullet? Um, second page in this chapter goes into talking about what, you know, like you take a bullet, I think we use this 65142 grain as sort of a, a baseline, you know, in the middle, it's a middle caliber and the 140, 142 grain, there's a lot of bullets clustered in that class. So um, what it says, if you, if you take a seven millimeter bullet and design it exactly like a 65142 scaled up to seven millimeters, you're gonna have a seven millimeter bullet that weighs 177 grains. Yep. And that makes sense because we got a lot of 180 class seven mil bullets. And likewise, if you scale it down to six millimeter, that 142 grain becomes 111 grains. And that makes sense there as well because there's a lot of successful, you know, 105, 110, 115 grain, six mil bullets that are considered heavy for caliber. Um, now here's where it breaks down though, is at least the historical perspective of it, is when you scale that trend line up to 30 caliber, um, the it goes through 229 grains. Yep. And at the time, like 10 years ago, a 229 or 230 grain 30 caliber bullet was both rare and thought of as being excessively heavy. 
Yeah, if anything, there was like like we said, the two forty match king and probably some some hunting bullets were about all that were out there. Nothing that was really good for long range shooting, at least compared to like the one forty two six five bullet, because that especially given the time period is a really good bullet. Right. Right. So uh, basically, what happened then is the uh, so why I guess first let's figure out why that was. You know why were there so few heavy thirty caliber bullets and why were they so um, blunt, so to speak, compared to other you know bullets and other calibers? Well, given our previous chapters we've talked about, I would say it had a lot to do with magazine length restrictions and twister. If you're hearing this recording, it's because you're listening to a free sample of a podcast from the Science of Accuracy Academy. In order to hear the full version of this podcast and many others, go to the Science of Accuracy Academy website and subscribe.